millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, the life of Brian's. Stupid brain pee. Grab my Galactus. Now grab your Sentinel. KT Data is Scott's backup plan. Just close your face. Fast and Furious, 1872. Sir, you are going 400 gallops per hour. Spoiler alert, Ali Wong smells like beef. Magic Johnson's secret to good health? Being incredibly rich and having lots of free time. The Harbor Freight Guarantee. It works long enough. Nobody wants burnt pizza. The boys are not all right. Neither took kids nor left kids. Tooling your own tools with Bill. Puff Puff Fusion with Bobby. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Look, officer, you have no right insulting my client. You have nothing on him. (laughs) And yes, we have. We have many things on him. And this client of yours is going to need more than a lawyer to clean up his shit. He came to apologize and make out with tongues. The morning stream. The morning stream. It is the end of the beginning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's uh, Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson, and that is Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian. Good morning to your Morning. 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 I I had to talk to three new Brians yesterday. Oh, my God. Three brand new Brians? Yep. I got a commission I'm working on for somebody doing some art for somebody. His name is Brian with a Y, but still, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. pronounced Brian. Um, another Brian who's, uh, working, he's my accountant's, some sort of assistant role at my accountant's office had to deal with him for tax stuff. And then we had a Brian do our aeration. Uh, wow. Yeah. Look at the diversity of Brian. No kidding. Oh, I can't wait to talk to these guys at the convention. It's going to be so cool to yeah. say, hey, I hear all three of you just worked with uh, Scott in, in Utah. You're going to keynote They say, oh, thing? we know like 45 Scots. Tell me which one you're talking about. <laughs> you should keynote at that event. You should be the uh, <laughs> the hot Brian of the week. You know, you know? Uh, being a Brian <laughs> means uh, different things to... Hold on a second. That's not the right. Let's do... It's not bad. It sounds do, like kind of a half-empty con- convention room. It's a very... This is kind of like... Yeah, this is kind of bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom one. Uh, I like it. All right. Uh, thank you guys all for coming. Uh, oh, I'm in a larger bathroom now. Woo! Uh, woo! Brian, woo! <laughs> you know, being a Brian comes with it some very important responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Preach! Preach it, Brian! Yeah. 
I know some of you are waiting to go to the, uh, the, the keynote session about with a Y or with an I. Don't worry, we'll wrap up before that. But uh, Show us your boobs! <laughs> I would say, I would yell from the 20th uh, row. Yeah. Uh, who, who would be the, like, you know, who would be the ideal keynote speaker at a Brian convention? Would it be oh, man. Brian Dennehy, Brian Brown, Brian... Well, they're both dead. Let's, we got to yeah, find. Oh, they're all three dead. Two out. Man, all three. Brian, dead. Oh yeah, he's dead too. Yeah, Jeez. Uh, famous Brian Bryant. Cranston. Ooh, oh, Brian Cranston is. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's good too. Brian, maybe not Brian Williams. Yeah. Maybe not that one. Maybe not him. Uh, is he in trouble? I didn't know about him. Is he, is he in trouble? That Brian guy? Williams. Yeah. He did the whole lying thing. The the uh, the news. I was on a helicopter news. Oh, right? uh, something in the the second uh, Gulf yeah, it's War. Why thing. He's, it's why we have Lester Holt doing the NBC Nightly News now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think his Brian Williams' daughter's doing better than he is in the right. public Ooh, eye. Brian Posehn is a good one. Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah, Brian Cox is good. He could talk about this new season of uh, Succession. Uh, you could do. Sure, he cuts like a knife. I hear. I just did. I did a search for famous Brian's, and it gave me a list of favorite famous Ryan's. That's stupid. <laughs> like really? I got Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Seacrest, like Ryan Coogler. Uh, I thought it you was, know why? Yeah, because well. even the the least famous Ryan is more famous than the most famous Brian. Sadly, <laughs> right now. <laughs> Brian, the Ryans are always oppressing the Bryans. Is that I what mean, you're saying? Listen, you got Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. I mean, come on. There's uh, yeah. Brian Cranston, I think, is our most famous Brian. And, and uh, you know, in the height of Breaking Bad, he could hold a candle to Ryan Reynolds. But yeah, sorry, the, the, the Ryan Reynolds kind of is the, is the shit right now. Yeah, and real quick, just to throw it out there, I screwed up. Uh, Brian Blessed is actually 86 and doing fine. He's alive. Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I swear well, I heard he died. Kill Brian Blessed. You know what I do? I mix him up with. Oh, uh, alive! <laughs> that's the one. I, I mix him up with uh, with Hagrid, that guy that died. Uh, Robbie oh, Coltrane. Sure. Yeah. For yeah. whatever reason, those two are the same dude for me sometimes in my head. And I don't know why. Mm. Um, we got a new theory oh, on the. May. Oh, Brian May is a very good Brian show. Oh, that's Jeez. a good Brian. We got some more. We're probably some good song or music Brian's, including. Oh, him. heck yeah. Brian Eno, of yeah. course. Yeah, you got your... Uh, Nobody uh, said Brian Boitano. Interesting. All right, fine. Weird. Who's Brian Johnson? I don't know who that Brian is. Brian Johnson. Uh, Brian Johnson. Well, I know Brian Johnson. Am I, am I thinking wrong? Isn't he... No, he's... Yeah, um, ACDC. Wait, is that right? Yeah, check, he's vocalist for ACDC. Oh, yeah, duh. Brian Johnson, yeah. Yeah. He's it's, the comedy... like he, our show. Yeah, he... <laughs> He's, he's basically our show. It just sounded so. It sounded wrong. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, "Am I? Am I? Have I been getting his name wrong this whole time?" No, like, it wasn't ringing a bell. Oh, there's yeah. also the life of Brian. It's not really a guy, though. It's yeah, a character. They can't but, show up. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it doesn't count, I guess. Well, anyway, uh, hey, we have a new top. We have a new theory on the misdemeanor deal. The guy you oh, won misdemeanor. Let's hear it. This is a text from Beffy Dino uh, in our chat room, and it says this. <laughs> Uh, it says you're sort of dog spurt is what she dog calls spurt. herself. I yeah, love it. Dog spurt. Which I had to read two or three times to understand what she, what she meant by that. Yeah. Uh, Cause the whole sentence is for morning stream. Hi there. It's Elizabeth, AKA Beffy Dino for your, uh, sorry, your frog pants, sort of dog spurt, LOL. It's a weird yeah. sentence. And dog spurt. I thought, Oh, this is how this sounds gross. <laughs> I would have spelled it D O G X P E R T dog spurt. <laughs> oh, I see. Cause it's to S P E R T, which is like, <laughs> 
Watch out. Don't step right there. There's some dog spurt. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to who's cleaning up the dog spurt? I didn't it's not my turn. Anyway. Right. Says I have a theory about misdemeanor. What's your neighbor's pet's names? Maybe they were opening the door and they tried to get out and the person yelled, Mr. Neener or Mr. Meaner. <laughs> so they got an, I, uh, I don't think that's the it. the idea of a cat or a dog named Mr. Meaner. Yeah. Come on, Mr. Meaner. Mr. Meaner. Where's yeah. Mr. Time to Eat, Mr. Meaner? That's middle of the night though, right? Because it was like two in the morning or something? Yeah, it was in the morning and they also have no pets. So I hate to crush this theory, but they have no pets over there. They're the ones that used to have the big fat dog that pooped in my yard all the time, but they oh, right. no longer have that dog. And no dog to speak of, or cat. So, take dogs nor leave dogs. Yeah, they neither point. take dogs nor. We don't know what happened to that dog, but that was the impetus for our our neighbor fight. Yeah, yeah, that was the uh, sure. Yeah, everything's fine now. It's all good now. Although yeah. that guy, dude, that guy in electric cars, he's got two Teslas, maybe uh-huh. three. Can't remember if he kept the coupe or not. He has one. Um, uh, what, what's the Beamer electric? Whatever that is, that weird looking yeah. Beamer. And he has two Chevy Volts. Um, wow. And one, what was the other one? Maybe the new Hyundai, something, some other I, electric. And it's just the two of them in the house, right? Uh, him and them and their two kids. They have two little young kids. And I um, imagine they, he's doing Turo. I mean, that sounds like, that sounds like um, someone who's renting all of oh, those out. That's an interest. I hadn't thought of that. Cause up till now, I, t- I just thought, what are you doing? I know he knows someone at a dealership. And maybe mm-hmm. just rotates through these. He also mm-hmm. has a bunch of inheritance money. He just sort of spends on stuff. It's all I know for sure. He he opened yeah. like a gaming Jeez. cafe right before COVID, and then that all pooped out because of COVID. Oh, that's too bad. God, wouldn't have been would have been great if uh, you could have like partnered up with him on that and uh, <laughs> had an event there. <laughs> well, or just you know been like a co-owner of a gaming cafe. Oh, I mean, I'd that love feels that. Like yeah. it's a Scott Johnson thing right there. But I don't know if me and me and Tesla can be partners. Yeah, no, that would be after be, after our history, you know. Yes, it'd have to be like you go to the office today. Yep, all right, I'm staying home. <laughs> like, you know, you never see them both at the same time in the same place. No, kind of he thing. has meetings with employees. I have separate meetings with them. We can't do it together. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, anyway, nice stab at an idea, but as, unfortunately, no dogs or cats, so the mystery goes unsolved. If anyone right. has any ideas, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Um, we got some calls as well. These are always good to get. I like Ooh, these. Love it. Uh, we got a Galactus idea. Here you go. Hey, Scott and Brian. This is a message for TMS. This is Andy in Memphis, and I just wanted to throw in my vote for Galactus. I think the best guy who could portray the the purple giant is Hugo Weaving. He's got a strong jaw. He can be menacing. He can be fierce. Uh, and I just think he would be really, really up for the task. Uh, so my vote would be for Hugo Weaving. I think he'd do great. Thanks, guys. Bye. What do you think of that? What do you like about uh, that? Well, I mean, I know we've had other minor characters who've played dual roles in the MCU, but Red Skull mm. <laughs> would be a pretty major one to be both Red Skull and Galactus. Um, I, what I do like about that is that you could see the bottom half of Hugo Weaving's face and know it's Hugo Weaving, mm. right? Because mm-hmm. that, because Galactus's whole, like, you know, you basically just see everything from the the nose down. And it's an angle one like that, right? It's like a TP on I his think nose. So I've got him, got him yeah. over there if you want me to grab uh, Galactus and I can bring him over and show him to you. Grab Galactus. Want me, want me to be... grab my Galactus? Yeah, grab Galactus, Brian. I want to see this. So I'm going to look him up too <laughs> while you're doing that. Uh, let's see here. Galactus headgear looks a little like Oh, that's not him. 
That's Galasius. <laughs> That's not him at all. He's all right, here we go. A little dusty because he's been sitting on top of the uh, the deal. But yeah, he's. Uh, like, oh this yeah, is, okay. This is a big, big ass. Uh, this is a build a figure thing. That is but, what. Yeah. What is so? If you held that, you need the really tiny, tiny little uh, MCU characters around him, right? Because that's got to. Yeah. You have to show the like, difference. Here's, here's Galactus with Howard the Duck. Oh, perfect, perfect <laughs> that's a comparison. Oh, the crossover so, I've been waiting for. Fantastic. <laughs> Who hasn't been waiting for that? Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Hugo Weaving is good. I mean, uh, really. <laughs> I mean, Steve Buscemi could pull off Galactus because, again, you're only seeing like a little bit of his face. That's true, dude. So is that where we focus is that little section there? And then voice obviously matters. Voice, so you want to have yeah, the menacing but then thing. Then they can, they can do anything with the voice and CGI and stuff. I mean, Chris Eccleston, relatively vocally unrecognizable in Thor Dark World. It was it wasn't until somebody reminded us like, oh yeah, that is Chris Eccleston. Yeah, we were in the middle of in the face. It was when we were watching it Saturday or yeah, yeah. it's Friday and you were like, oh my gosh, that's Chris Eccleston. I was like, I couldn't tell until you said it. (laughs) Like he he really did disappear into that role pretty well. He really did. But you know, they can do stuff with the voice to um uh to to make it uh, somebody else. I don't know. I mean it really Galactus could easily be a no-name actor that they bring in. When they it always really depends. Like when they always show him grabbing a world or standing above a yeah, world or whatever. Yeah, where is he yeah. standing? Is he floating out there? He just floats in space, but he floats in an upright position, like okay. he's. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has been shown to be standing on platforms, like a platform that, like a, a super Kirby-esque pipes coming out of everything platform that he flies through space on, but. And is he a Kirby creation? Did he make him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Had to be, right? Because he looks like 90% sure that he's... uh, Sam Neill's not bad. Sam Neill would be a good... I mean, I could could go for Sam Neill. Oh, John Cena. Maybe. And that world eater's name! Yeah, I don't know if I could take him as serious as John Cena, though. You know? Yeah, that's true. You almost can't have a comedian. You couldn't have, like... Jack Black as Galactus. Yeah. Had we not- oh, hey guys, yeah. I'm gonna be eating your planet. <laughs> I'm gonna be eating your planet. <laughs> exactly. I want to know if, um, you know, if we hadn't already used him and had such an amazing Thanos run, I think Josh Brolin could do it. Oh, yeah, he yeah we've really used good. him as Cable as well. Which, with all that stuff, with Deadpool stuff folding into the MCU now. Oh right, that's a good point. Didn't who who did yeah. it? It was some totally different dude who played Red Skull in uh, Endgame, right? That was yeah. It was other. the it's the guy who was in um, the Walking Dead who does amazing impersonations of other people. He's mm. uh, um, oh god, what was his? He's this guy is like you got to watch videos of this guy doing impersonations of other actors that he's worked with. Yeah. Um, are you looking him up? I'm trying. I, Can't, I'm yeah. not seeing him. Um, hmm. He can he can do anybody, basically. He can do anybody. Ross Marquand, thank you. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I just found it. You know who I wanted? Okay. I've cast I've cast uh, Galactus. Are you ready? Here it is. Okay. All right. It's Mark Strong. It was always Mark Strong. It'll always be Mark Strong. That's your guy. Ooh, not bad. Got that big, cool, deep voice. Amazing square jaw. Strong, big, beefy. He's got a um, uh, English accent natural to him. Like you just Mark Strong. You're done. You got it. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. I, I like Mark it. Strong. It's a great idea. Yeah, he's awesome. I would love that. 
Oh, apparently I'm not alone. I just looked up Mark Strong Galactus, and there's all kind of fan. A lot of people already saying that. That's great. Oh man, I was hoping I had a good yeah. idea there, but everybody. Uh, yeah, he he does the voice of uh, the Immortal and Rudy in uh, the Invincible animated series. By the way, we should be getting some more of that here pretty soon, yeah, right? That should think? be soon. I think so. Season two was being worked on. I would hope so. Um, the voice of Ultron in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I'm trying to remember Ultron in the. Oh, you see him in the um, the alternate universe. Uh, you know, uh, thinking like uh, basically talking about defeats in ultra uh, in other universes or yeah. something. No, and he maybe? was there. And was his? I don't remember him talking though. I guess maybe it must have been a. I don't either. Something small. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, that. Talking about the Illuminati and stuff. Is anyone anyway. not in the MCU? They're all in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot that need to be. I mean, there's a lot that that are. But I mean, if you, you think of like uh, Liam Neeson and uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Liam Neeson. Mainly, yeah. You Star know Wars, DCU, but no MCU yet, right? I don't think so. Unless he did a voice of something, or maybe he has in a cartoon, but like live action. I can't think of anybody. You're not yeah. going to have Terrence Howard do it, Max Trollbot. Terrence Howard got fired by the MCU. He's not coming back. He's oh, done. Yeah, right. Former, former roadie Terrence Howard. Yeah, and I like Terrence uh, Howard as an actor. I just think he was a debutante and got kicked out for good reasons. But um, Right. Ooh, Mark Strong's uh, in the new upcoming Dune TV show. Channing Tatum. Oh, you guys, it's a terrible idea. No Channing Tatum. No Although you know blood. what, he's kind of a um, you know what he'd be good. He'd be good as a sentinel because they're kind of blank faced, big blocky. Just yeah, but you never head. see a sentinel's face. It's not like they're they're huge dudes wearing sentinel costumes. Those are one hundred percent CGI. Yeah, they of course, need- of course. But it'd be like in the same in the same way that Thanos is you know resembles uh josh brolin you'd have it kind of look you know oh, be mo-capped no. by him those those uh, want me to grab my sentinel now scott yeah grab me a sentinel yeah <laughs> what do you got over there sentinel uh okay i'm looking at one i mean i don't know you could do this oh yeah they're like iron men basically they're like Iron Man, aren't they? They have like metal faces. Yeah, they have metal faces. Oh yeah, that one's a cool yeah. one. Yeah, Where'd he's flipping. He's flipping everybody off too. Where'd you, get that? Where'd you get that guy? He's awesome. He's another build a fig. Early days of build a fig had big figures you could build. Like now, the build a figs are are probably about half this size. But uh, wow, and warlock and stuff like this. But yeah, Galactus and um, the Sentinel were the two huge uh, build a figs. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, no Channing Tatum. You don't need him for that. No, you don't need you don't need any actors for for Sentinels. No. Um, but is there a Sentinel that's like ooh King Sentinel guy? Master who's, Mold. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, okay. still a still a robot though. Right. Um, and we had Dinklage as uh, um, Trask, the uh, creator of the. Uh, oh, the and we, and we had said that before. Like he would be, he could. It would be funny to do it, but that would be twice now that they tried to be funny with a little person being a oh, giant. Person. Yes, having having uh, right uh, Dinklage as a Galactus or as yeah, you can't do that twice. His master mold or something. Yeah, yeah, you do that twice, you're starting to look like you got one joke to make, and it's not yes, the, exactly it's not the best joke, I guess. Uh, all right, we got a, a, another uh, t- a call here about uh, well, it's about itching. 
All right, mm, so let's, okay. let's check right. this out. Hey, Scott, I keep forgetting to call, but a few weeks ago you mentioned you have a patch of skin that from time to time itches like crazy. You said your doctors have said that there's nothing that can be done about it. Have you tried hydrocodazone cream? I'm surprised no one has recommended it. It's readily available in pharmacies. I always have it in my medicine cabinet for just the thing you're talking about. It's over-the-counter strength is 1%. There used to be a 2% available with prescriptions. You should try it. Again, it's hydrocortisone cream. Love the show, though. Terry Z in Chicago. All right. I have Terry Lee. I have that stuff. But the problem is, I thought that was only <laughs> for... Z. Was he say Z? What did I say, Lee? Yeah, Terry Z said Lee. Terry oh. Lee. Oh, I couldn't tell. Um, he... Uh, the patch of skin that we're talking about does not turn red or get puffy or have any visible sign of anything. And I thought that stuff only worked on like rashes and stuff. But maybe, maybe I should try it. I just have this one place on my calf. It's not doing it today. But this like in s- such an intense itch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried everything, lotion, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. The only thing that seems to solve it is if I itch it a lot. And then it'll go away, and I won't have it for a month, and then it'll come back. But never uh, any visible anything. It's just like a sensation. So if he's saying that stuff will work on, uh, you know, if if, 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 if that cream will work. don't have a visible skin skin issue. Yeah, I'll try that. I just didn't even think about it. Because normally, I've used that before on, like, real rashes and stuff, or, like, an allergic mm-hmm. reaction to something or whatever, but uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think, I think it... it um it should. It should work just like, like it does on puffy red, you know, yeah. uh, inflamed skin. Because yeah. it's basically just um, soothing and and uh, um, I don't know what it's doing to the skin. Honestly, I'm I don't either. That up. Skin's soothing. weird, man. Skin's weird. Skin's weird. Yeah. It, if only science understood skin. Yeah. We just don't. Science <laughs> has no idea what's going. on. Can we skin. get our heads around skin science? It's such a mystery. The uh, next big project. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, live on the show because you know that's a great place for doing this. Sure. Uh, any luck getting uh, getting cup noodles, uh, maple syrup, bacon, eggs? Oh shit! Um, no. Okay. So I'm glad you said yeah. that because I kind of forgot to have Kim follow up, but she's going out today to ship a bunch of stuff for me, and I'm going to have her okay. do a check again. Yeah. Uh, just, just pull up the Walmart list, and uh, and you know you can you just basically pull up that item, and then just keep changing your store until it shows available for pickup, and then you can order it. Pull up into one of their pickup spots and have somebody deliver a dollar ninety nine cup of noodles to your car. That's right. That's right. <laughs> With a big question mark above their head, yeah. like, "Why are you doing this?" They look like a quest giver in World of Warcraft. By the time, exactly, because uh, listen, I've got this one sitting up on my countertop, waiting for me to consume it, and I want to consume it. Yeah, I want to. We got to do this before we go to Vegas. We have to at yeah, least exactly. digest this once and never have it happen again. You know. <laughs> Well, I bought, I bought five and gave one to Tristan. So I'm going to be at least consuming four of these, unless it's so horrendous that I throw the other four out. That's maybe going to happen. We'll, we'll see. Maybe it'll be great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we have no idea. Oh, KT Data says uh, he's got one there for you. Just yeah, he does. So we have to just yeah. hook up with him as my backup plan. We and we I talked to Kim about that. Like, if we can't find this, then we'll we'll just meet up yeah. and do cool. it. All right. I just didn't want him to go through too much work. You know, I don't like to. I know, I know. I don't he's, like to be a drag. Like he's happy people. to do it because he'll be on the show. He'll be able to like watch the show and say, "Hey, I made that happen." Yeah, it's content. It's content. Speaking of the itch, I'm sure that after all this talk about creams and whatnot, uh, Doctor Jerry Tolbert will say something after the show on our Discord yeah. and fill us mm-hmm. in on what's up. All yeah, right? I like that. I like that too. Okay, time for some of this here news that I've provided. 
It's time for that news, and it's brought to you by a mouthful of nets. I went on a brief uh, walk jog with my dog. Walk mm-hmm. jog with my dog. A walk with your dog. And there's these gnat things flying around this time of year. It's always like right around the first touch of spring. And uh, I ran through a cloud of them and got a big mouthful. And uh, yeah, I I hate that. No side effects or anything weird. All the damn time. And I hate it. It's gross, right? It's not, it's not what you asked for. And uh, I realize, you know, we're, we're consuming all sorts of micro shit. We don't see every day. Like Mm -hmm. I'm probably just breathe one in now and don't even know it. But when you can see them and you know that they have a presence in your mouth, it's awful. It's terrible. Yes. Yeah. It's, and it's when you're on a bike and you're going, 15 20 miles an hour and you see this cloud and there's zero that you can do other than then close your like you basically just close your face you just mm-hmm. don't yeah. You, yeah. wait for wait for all the ricochet little pew, 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 yeah. little try not to breathe in try not to you know have your mouth yeah. open but i did and it didn't taste like anything but it made me want to die so there's protein that. yeah protein. protein that's right it tasted like protein <laughs> yeah um all right here's an interesting bit of news Everybody's been talking about, uh, you know, is is uh, Donald Trump the first president to have to be indicted, you know, yeah. by by a federal court? Um, and the answer is yes. However, did a little digging. Lu- uh, Ulysses S. Grant, former president of the United States, President Grant, uh, mm-hmm. General Grant, in the in the great uh, Civil War of this country, that's right. Yes, was arrested for speeding on a horse drawn carriage. Oh, that son of a bitch. I know. What a dark day in American history that must have been. I could speed on a horse-drawn carriage through the center of the city and nobody could do anything about it. <laughs> well, he had kind of an ad- he had a, sort of a reputation for this. Um, Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 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 this Manhattan grand jury thing that's going on with Trump right now, it's in, it's unprecedented uh, stuff for sure. But he's not the first commander-in-chief to learn that no one in the country is above the law. In 1872, President Ulysses S. Grant was arrested for speeding on his horse, drawn carriage in Washington, D.C., which was highlighted by the Washington Post way back in 2018. Uh, uh, They brought that up again when he was doing the impeachment stuff. Um, Grant still faced some uh, stuff. It wasn't impeachable, what he did, but he faced consequences. Okay. Um, it was a it was a witch hunt, Scott. Back in a time when we actually had witch hunts. Yeah, well, yeah uh, when had, we had uh, real witches. Horrible. Yeah, real witches. Then, um, anyway, <laughs> the general who helped lead the Union to victory in the Civil War was arrested on the corner of Thirteenth and M Streets in the National Capital, or M Street, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of his arrest was once told in the September twenty seventh, nineteen oh eight edition of the Washington Evening Star, with the headline: "Only policeman who ever arrested a president." <laughs> then they interviewed the cop. Uh, let's see. The police officer who arrested him was a black man who fought in the Civil War named uh, William H. West, who gave his account of the incident to the star, which uh, the Post then dug up. Grant apparently had a penchant for speeding and a love for fast horses and had more than one run in with Officer West. Oh. Wow. Well, you know, wow. some of us some of us have uh, proclivities, uh, you know. I don't, know who, I don't know who I'm talking about here, but somebody out there may just like put their pedal to the metal because they really enjoy the sensation of speed. Sure. Doesn't make sure. him a bad person, just makes him a, you know. A, what's, the, what's the horse equivalent? Putting the whip to the 
to the main. <laughs> Did they have a? The I wonder if there was a. Is there a? Is there a saying for that? Let's think here. What would you say? Um, yeah, man, he was. He really put the. I mean, all I can think of is the the whip, <laughs> the horse trod carriage. I guess the spurs to the he put the whip to the horse and was uh, flying. He did was they did they spur going him at least twenty five miles an hour down that street? Early nineteen hundreds, they would still spur horses, right? They had spurs on their shoes and boots, I think. So maybe that's oh it. yeah, but that's if you're on a horse with not a carriage. Oh right, that's a single horse. horse, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Can't go out there and kick him with the well, spurs. Well, you like Icors though. Put the spurs to the furs. If he was just sitting on a horse and not in a carriage, put the spurs to the furs is really good. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, spurs. To I the feel furs. the need, the need to go twenty-five miles an hour down the busiest street in town on my horse-drawn carriage. Ah! Yeah, the, yeah. The mad or the magnet? No, the the fast and the spurious. Ah, see what we did there? Ah, there you go, the spurious. Yeah, one. not bad. Um, all right. Anyway, so that's the thing. Just remember, there's always some cool history about something you don't know about, and that was one I knew or didn't know sure. until today. Uh, <laughs> here's a fun one. A, uh, this, a man faces charges after stealing a school bus, which led to police uh, chasing him in a multi-county chase. People have uh, uh, reported this here. Where is this? Fox 43 and is this Florida? I think so. Uh, Abbottstown. Where is Abbottstown. Yeah, the York County. Carroll Township Police Department. Uh, all right, I'm going to just go right to the article. Probably, it's, probably the only nothing. way. It's the only way to be yeah. sure, Brian. It's the only way. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Okay. Yep. Oh, and, and also there's Gettysburg. That would have been a giveaway. Um, anyway, police have arrested a man who allegedly stole a bus in Adams County before leading authorities on this chase. Tony Saunders, age 24. Why are they always right around 24 to 28? What's going on with that right now? <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't they all? They're all like this. This newest shooter, wasn't he yeah. right, right around that? What, what are you all oh, doing? I don't know. I can't remember. How this, yeah, he was young. 25, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you guys all? What? What's the problem? Yeah. Are you guys okay? Are, <laughs> or are, they, are all 20-somethings just angry men? You know? Yeah, I think so. Oh, this is interesting. I uh, got my outside camera and uh, a big cherry picker vehicle just pulled in front of our house and they are looking at our tree. So it looks like Tina arranged to have some. Can you come over and cut some branches off our tree? Yeah. yeah. Trim. Could you trim our tree? <laughs> and they were more than happy to oblige. They're happy to yeah, come. Cones all in front of our house. Look at this business. Oh, not, Brian, yeah. this is a big deal. They better not- wrap up before eleven because I have to back out of my garage and their vehicle is completely blocking the driveway. They've what if what if they take your whole minutes. what if they take your whole tree? What will you do then? How will you feel? I'll, I'll sit and watch this because I'm too busy doing a show to do any damn thing about it. That's Scott. right, Tina. This is your chance. Have all the things done. That's Brian right. can't do anything about while he's I'll, on the show. I'll lay down in front of their cherry picker, but that probably won't work because <laughs> it'll be way above. Where I'm at, I yeah, but you'll be uh, you'll be a, dent my way out of that one. You'll be a political hero for decades if you lay down in front of it. <laughs> yes, I love that. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, this guy stole a Lincoln Coach line. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lincoln Coach lines bus. There were no kids on the bus. There were neither kids, Good. neither took kids nor left kids <laughs> on the bus. Yeah, um, this is reported by the state police in Gettysburg. Uh, where they made an address, I suppose, about the situation at the Gettysburg. Address. Uh, uh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. see. I see where you went with Did that. You see yeah. where I yeah. went there. The address, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. In the early morning hours of Tuesday, and uh, be on the lookout has been sent to law enforcement agencies all around the counties. Uh, the Carroll Township Police spotted 
the stolen bus shortly after 8 a.m. Uh, after it drove through a parking lot of a giant foods and Rite Aid. I don't know why that's important, but <laughs> that seems like a weird detail, doesn't it? Yeah. Here, here right, are the stores the, that were in the parking the lot. The CVS parking lot is way more, like too many parking blocks and medians and stuff to get through the CVS, but the Rite Aid, wide open. Sure. Uh, yeah. See, not only is it a felony because it's a vehicle, uh, it's a vehicle, but the new part, you add to it now. Were there any children inside, says the police? Of course. Yeah. Uh, did the it's mail stop the to pick vehicle up? vehicle to try and steal. Yeah. Why would you do this giant it's yellow the most thing? lumbering. You're not, you know, you're going to be, oh, leading people on a medium speed chase through the city, through Gettysburg. Yeah. I'd like to do a, a real low key robbery. Uh, yeah. Should I take a giant yellow bus that's bigger yeah. than most trucks? Sure. You can't hide it behind a, you know, hide it behind a, a building or something. <laughs> it's very obvious. It's very large. It's big and it's yellow. When I was young, I wanted to have a bus so bad. I wanted a big really? giant school bus. Yeah, because I wanted it to, to... Like a live-in kind of like drive it places, live in it. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to clear everything out of it. So I like, yeah. got it and then put like a hot yeah. tub in the middle of it and then like cushy stuff all around and just make it all customed out and like you know cool lights in there and everything i had all these ideas 3000 lights was yeah, that the goal 3000 i had to collect them all first lights. but yeah 80, 84 <laughs> is my collection here um yeah. but yeah never that never f- fruitioned probably cuz where are you going to find a bus like that you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like the Partridge Family uh, business. Would you paint uh, Mondrian artwork on the side? I mean, I would probably, we would have probably, if, if I had my way, it would be like, oh, I'm going to do crazy murals on the outside. We're going to paint it. Yeah. Do like custom van type airbrush crap is probably what I wanted at the time. Probably not yeah. now, but. But then I never, the thing I never thought about is those things are probably a nightmare on maintenance. It's probably a total pain in the ass. Right, I'm sure. Yeah, like so, they break. They're freaking diesel. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want that now. But yeah, you're you're better off just getting a Winnebago. Yeah, or you know, even better, it's like that new VW EV bus. I want that. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it. Have you not seen that? <gasps> no, Brian, you gotta see this EV bus. Think of all VW. the people that are the ID Buzz. Is that what it's called? There it is, right there. Yes. I love it. It's weird looking. Oh, it's I just would, the, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, I like the white and green version. That's yeah, actually kind of cool. I know. I would drive the hell out of that. Right oh, there. no, it is the ID Buzz. ID Buzz? Uh, I hate that name. ID Buzz. Yeah. I changed my mind. Think of all the people I could lift in that. <laughs> <laughs> look at that thing, though. I think that is a sexy, hot car. That's, uh. I would drive the shit out of that. Yeah. No problem. I do like the fact that it, you know, it looks it's it's a it's a more aerodynamic version of the you know, the the Hurley driving it down the mountain and lost from the golf course playing Shambhala on the radio. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about that in that. You're right. One of my favorite episodes of that show when they find uh find what's his face's dad, the mummified remains of uh Michael Emerson's dad, and they start playing the tape deck has Shambhala going on it. Is it just me, or or, or should I be getting? I'm getting direct lost, like rated R lost vibes out of uh, out of Yellow Jacket so far. Oh, like, um, it, it feels no, like lost uh, to me because you got yeah, flashbacks, there's, there's, flash forwards. You got the the for whatever. sure. Yeah. Yep. All there's this mystery uh, a little bit stuff. of po- a potential supernatural component going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm totally getting lost vibes from it in a good way. Secret factions and uh, the others. And yeah, sure. Yeah. No, no uh, polar bear yet, but who knows? Good. Oh, it's coming. Uh, it's not really coming. No. <laughs> oh, it's a shame. Uh, anyway, don't steal buses, I guess, is our lesson today. Don't don't yeah. take them or steal them or do anything with them. Yeah. Magic Johnson. Leave, don't take nor leave buses. <laughs> yeah, take nor leave buses. Magic Johnson. 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 Yep. No, that's and, a name that should be hard for you to pronounce. Yeah, it's a rough one for me. Shares his wellness routine. And this is a guy, don't oh. forget, this this uh, this this is a feller, uh, what gots the HIV. That's right. And yeah. he's held it at bay for... Uh, what 30 years now years yeah yeah, decades yeah i think at least 30 years he says i wake up at four o'clock every morning brian guys this is for you hey me and me and magic look at that all right good deal he does it it sounds like he he does it with an alarm clock i do it with my eyes yeah your eyeballs like what'd you get up what happened today what time did you get up i actually got up at six but i did uh i was awake from one until 2 15 damn what'd you do during that time awake uh, I watched uh, two more episodes of a show that uh, that I don't even know why I'm watching. I mean, I'm, I'm watching because I'm interested in how it turns out, and I may, I may, I'm not going to say too much because I might end up using it for uh, recommendals. I have one episode left, and I'm curious how they wind up a show where the two main characters I just don't like at all. Really. Uh, but I don't think you're supposed to like the two main characters. I'm trying uh, to guess what this is, and I can't think what it is. It is it is brand new, less than uh, oh, been out for less than a week. I know what it is. I'll bet it starts with a B and ends with an F. It, it does, yeah, yeah. And I've also mentioned it in our in our recommendals planning discussion. Oh, did you? I didn't know if you talked about it in there. Yeah. The, my 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 son Nick is telling yeah. is raving about this and telling me I need to watch it. But ninety nine percent, like it's ninety nine slash ninety two on Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, but... Uh, it's all the talk these days. I'm not even a big... I don't... Well, it's not... Just, let's say I'm the person whose initials are A.W. Yeah. I only can take that person in small doses, usually, like with the comedy I side of it. so 100% with you, yes. Yeah. And I don't know why I that is. I feel like she's kind of a little bit of an over-actress. Yeah. And then the other initials, the S.Y., yeah, well, I could watch change tires. He can like, he can do no wrong for yeah yeah. But it um, sounds like he plays a character you're not going to love or that we can we can we've said so much. We might as well say it's Ali Wong and Stephen Yun and the show is called Beef. It's and called I'm not Beef. Sure, Beef. I'm not sure I'm going to recommend it. I'm I I want to see. I need to see the last episode. If only I could stay awake for what more episodes, Scott. I could have mm-hmm. uh, decided. But uh, I mean, here's a clip from it. I'll just play this. I smell like beef. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, man, a little bit of a spoiler because that's like in the fifth episode, you finally get the revelation. I know. It feels like that. Yeah. yeah this is you're, for the first four episodes, you're wondering, man, who smells like beef? <laughs> like, what well, the big mystery of this TV show is who smells like beef? And then finally, yeah, it's revealed in the fifth episode. That's right. It took a long time, but we got there. We got there. Beef stick. Beef stick. Yep. Beef stick. That's where it all ends. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Magic Johnson says he wakes up at four. He loves the morning when it's just still and quiet. He has an hour or two to himself, right? Likes to just chill out. He says he gets moving. He stretches. Then he lifts weights for an hour. I do cardio for another hour. Stationary bike or treadmill. And then I'm off to the office all day. You know, the Magic Johnson office is where he goes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Equally disciplined at bedtime, 8 or 8.30 p.m. 
Unless the wow. Lakers are unless the Lakers are playing, he says. I guess he's still a fan. Yeah. Uh, he says to taking, or in addition to taking his own health seriously, uh, Johnson, age 63, has been public <clears throat> a public advocate for nearly 30 years. These days, his focus is on older adults. He's partnered with GSK to launch Sideline RSV, a new health education program to help older adults become, uh, or to better understand the risk and potential seriousness of RSV infection and how to help protect themselves. That's usually the thing you hear about with kids and babies, but I guess yeah, adults yeah, can get it. The respiratory virus. The... Um, uh, I mean, geez, if I had time to do two hours of stri- like weightlifting and cardio in the morning, I mm-hmm. guess if I do wake up at four, then I do have two hours. To- <laughs> and I can do a lot of that while I'm watching whatever show that I'm normally watching just sitting on the couch. So yep. there's something. Yeah, there's something. I don't know if I could do the 830 sleep thing. but I No, going to bed that early now. But I guess if you're always getting up at four, you adjust. I suppose yeah. you get used to it. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'd think Scott, but but no. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the windy thing where I go to bed with no no screen time, no nothing. Like yeah. it's hard for me to remember to do that. You know, because mm. I'll get in it's there. It's hard go, for me to want to do that. Yeah, want to and uh, yes, remember and yeah. want to. It's hard because yeah. this is here's yeah. a period of time where I get to read my book or catch up yes. on the thing I want to see or or whatever and. So, so you'd say, well, Scott, get a real book and read the paper, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know that that's really going to make that big a difference for me. I understand not sitting there scrolling through TikTok for three hours. That makes sense that that isn't good for me before bed. Mm-hmm. But reading a little book, I don't know. I argue with yeah. myself every night about yeah. what to do. I'd rather try and change change my brain to uh, love and, and rely on uh, some blue light and, and some... Uh, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, whatever, uh, for about half an hour before it's time to go to sleep. Yeah, well, it's too bad that there there aren't some study doesn't say it's good for humans to stare you, at their phone for an hour. This, if you if you really work hard and do this for two years straight, your your brain will actually work <laughs> for it, and it'll uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm, listen, I have no problem falling asleep, and it's and I don't think the blue light is what wakes me up at 4 o'clock in the morning, or in this case, 12.30 in the morning. You just got like a, an internal clock thing, right? It just happens. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody's got I some see, version of that. But. It's more likely that, you know, I'm having caffeine at the wrong time of day, or I'm, um, I'm not doing a good job of... Uh, clearing my mind with writing down all my to-dos so that when I wake up and say, oh, you know what I could do for this is, you know, install this thing or, mm. or add this thing. And um, that's what I just need to not think about it. You know, well, that's you basically describe me. I can't turn my brain off. It's just really yeah. hard for me to shut things down. And, uh, yeah. and if I have to get up and pee, I dread it. So I try to pee as many times as I need to before I go to bed. Because if, if I sure. have to get up and pee... Yeah. That's when I my brain over. goes and I can't go yep. back to sleep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid pee. Stupid brain. Stupid brain pee. All right. We're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back from uh, this break, we're going to spend a little bit of time with our two t- favorite Tuesday people. I don't know why. Oh, I'm on the wrong tab. That's why. Uh, we have Bill. Then we have Bobby. So come around for that. But before we do song, Brian, song, you have song. Yeah. So I'm already a fan of the band Dawes, D-A-W-E-S, because I think they're they're great. And uh, they've, they've turned out some, some very likable, uh, enjoyable, approachable stuff. Um, good pop that, that is indie and, and doesn't... Uh, 
go into extremes one way or the other to just kind of make it, you know, it's your vampire weekend. It's your, your, your easy, mm. easy to get into pop. Um, Lee Pardini, who is an acclaimed uh, pianist, saying it very carefully, um, joining Dawes for a collaborative single that just came out. This is a song that was composed by Pardini and features original lyrics by Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. The song is called What It Takes. Here is the brand new song from Lee Pardini and Dawes.
Are you a Mexican or a Mexicant? You are Fritz Krueger, wealthy Ecuadorian rancher. The Morning Stream. Well, of course, I am the supreme being. I'm not entirely dim. Do tell me who that was again. I shall. That was uh, Lee Pardini joining forces with L.A. Rockers Dawes for a brand new single called What It Takes. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it is what it good. takes. Very good. You know the, uh, the 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 Aces, the local band here that I like so yeah, much. Yeah, like them. Do they have something new? They got a brand new album coming out. It's not out yet. I don't think we even have singles yet, but I'm pretty excited about it. I think nice. it's June or May. I'm not sure. Which. Awesome. We'll we'll get a song uh, here on the show as soon as it's out because they're they work with one of my PR agencies. So. Oh no way! That's perfect then. Woo! Yeah, that's how I heard the 801 for the first time. It was right here on the show. Uh-huh. That song's like an anthem around here. We freaking love it. I bet it is. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, check this out, y'all. There's still something wrong, isn't there, Bill? <laughs> oh, look, it's Bill Duran joining us from <laughs> the Pacific Northwest and all things punished props. Bill, welcome back to the show. How the heck are you? Good morning, friends. I'm doing great. Oh, that's good, good to hear. That's good to hey, hear. Before, before you get into stuff, have you have you seen the most recent episode of uh, Mandalorian? No, I haven't yet. Okay. If you are anything like me, or maybe it's reverse, if I'm anything like you, then once you watch it, you're going to have an idea for about a half dozen things uh, that you want to that you want to build, that you want to make. Uh, really? I want to know now. Episode. I haven't watched yeah, this, uh, this season at all, so I'm going to have to binge. We're like two left, right? It's all? It's like... Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm way behind. Uh, and, and I really enjoy that episode, and man, is it divided online about people who loved it and hated it but i oh, really boy. enjoyed it oh and, is this uh, the lizzo jack black thing is that the deal it is okay. yeah yeah, yeah. and it, that didn't pull me out of it at all i don't know why but people have such problems you're saying it. though there's lots of good there's some pieces. interesting new yeah. tech things that it's like oh i kind of want that security droid thing i want to make that or you know you could 3D print uh, Lizzo's headgear that she was wearing. You know, it's pretty cool. It's like covered with yeah. constellations and stuff. It's actually not a not a bad thing. Like I could actually see that being a popular uh, 3D print as well. Yeah, it's uh, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite things. Watching something that's fun and going, "Ooh, I want to make that." Ooh, I yeah. want to make that too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, uh, so I, I got to catch up. I'm, I'm yes. behind. Bad. Yes, you do. Uh, I'll be doing that. Uh, well, it's good to have you here, Bill. What's going on this week? You know, you've been home. You get the, you let the smell of fish waft away. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're good now. Uh, what do you got going on? Um, I made a hammer. I made mm. a, made a those, cool hammer. Aren't those readily available to purchase, though, really? They are, but I thought, what if I spent way more time and money on it? <laughs> so uh, there's a story. I have a, my wedding ring is something I made. It's a pewter ring that I cast myself mm-hmm. and it's getting on six years old since I, or six, been six years since I made it. And pewter is a pretty soft metal, so it gets scratched up. I have to polish it from time to time. Uh, but also it was no longer round, <laughs> like very not round anymore. Wow. And uh, I bought a ring mandrel to reshape it, basically a tapered tube with different, um, the numbers on it represent the, the sizing on it. And uh, you're able to slide the ring on onto this tapered tube, and then you can bonk it with a hammer to sort of reshape it. <laughs> uh, but you don't want a metal hammer. 
you want a mm. soft hammer. And yes, on Amazon, they sell kits that include the mandrel and a nice hammer with a plastic end on it. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted yeah. my own hammer. I wanted my own experience. Right. Sure. So I made my own. Oh, no way. I also, I also happen to have everything I needed anyway. So, Yeah, you, you walk into your little space and you're like, gosh, <laughs> I'm missing a thing. Maybe I could just cobble these four things together and bam, you have yeah. it. That's just your yeah. life now. I mean, it's such the MacGyver, uh, MacGyver route. Have you posted right. photos of the hammer anywhere? I'm looking yeah, on so, your Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, on Twitter um, last week I, I posted photos okay. of it. Yeah. I'm seeing all the butterfly, but I have not found the hammer. <laughs> well, so um, the most of the hammer, the, the head of the hammer, anyway, is made out of brass. I had oh, a um, about an inch diameter, I think, uh, rod of brass that I made it from, and I did most of that work on the lathe. And I did some fun stuff to challenge my myself. Um, the hammer has some tapered cuts on it, so I had to do some tapered cuts on the lathe, which is something I don't have a lot of experience doing. Um, and uh, there are little parts on the lathe that are like around it, like a radius indent. And I had to make a custom tool for that. I had to use my grinder and a piece of high speed steel to make a, a form cutting tool. And I've never done that before. So I'm really happy with how that turned out. Yeah. It was a really fun challenge. What is, what is, what were the challenges in doing such a thing? I'm trying to think what that would be and I can't think of it. So it's a the high speed steel blank is just a quarter inch, about two inch long piece of metal, and you have to grind away the tip of it until it makes the shape that you want. Mm. And you also have to grind clearance under it for allowing um, it to interact with the geometry of the lathe and all that. There's a, there's a set of things you got to do mm. to make sure that it works correctly, and it did. So I'm really happy with it. Hey, that. you should be happy. It looks awesome. That's cool. Is that really is that cool, tip yeah. of that that hammer you're using with the with the blunt? tip kind of plasticky looking rubber tip is the top part brass is that yes. what that is oh, that's awesome yeah. look at that there. so the most of the head of the um hammer is brass but then the other side of it is made out of plastic mm. so I, I made that also on the lathe and uh i was able to press it into the brass so the brass had a hollow i cut into it and the uh, plastic had a, uh, a protrusion that were what's called an interference fit. They just fit, but not quite. And I was able to use my arbor press to press them together. So there's no glue in there. It's it's held in completely by friction, which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. That thing looks That's awesome. Really cool. That's going to be, man, one of these days. When you're, you know, old and dead, you're uh, all <laughs> I your that a lot. All your like your <laughs> nephews and nieces and stuff. They're everybody in your life's going to have the coolest like crap to like split up and hang on their walls and stuff from <laughs> yeah you know there's I mean? something neat about having like a custom um what's the word uh bespoke um heirloom quality tool right right mm-hmm. yeah, like I this agree. is this hopefully is gonna last longer than i am and someone else will get it and remember me every time i swing it so and once i'm done with it i still have a lot of use to get out of it <laughs> yeah that, got, that's neat. I'm, I'm getting more and more things like that in my shop. I do still have a lot of tools that are like cheapo tools I bought from uh, Harbor Freight or Amazon. Um, and what I've been doing is if I've had people over that need tools, I've been giving them away. Mm-hmm. And then I will replace it with something cooler. <laughs> you know, especially if it's Harbor Freight. Harbor yeah. Freight is the destination of disposable tools. It basically. really is. Like, yeah. Oh, a, a, 
<laughs> Here's an air pump. Great. I'm going to use it for a week and I can really just throw it away because I spent $4 on oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or airbrushes. I met a couple that did, yeah. they did face painting at conventions. Yeah. And they brought, they did not bring a, t- a compressor. They brought compressed air and like a scuba tank. Mm. Oh. And then they bought like 50 of the cheapest airbrushes you can get at Harbor Freight. And each one was for a different color. And if it got clogged, they just threw it away threw it and brought away. A, got a new one. <laughs> Heck yeah. And they still probably spent less than 100 bucks. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they probably spent less than I have on airbrushes. I've spent no, a lot kidding. on airbrushes. Oh, that's hilarious. So when you say their yeah. airbrushes are cheap, how cheap? Like super cheap? Like if I go there, can like I get them for 10 like... bucks. Really? That is cheap. $12, $14.99 uh, or something. I mean, it's really cheap. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. Wow. Oh, yeah, look at that. Airbrush kits on their website. Oh, my gosh. this My parents wouldn't have been so cheap if they'd gone to Harbor Freight back when I was in high school. They were, like, so yeah. cheap. All they bought me was the airbrush, some inks, and the tubing, but they were too cheap to get me the compressor yeah. because they were like, well, we'll have to get that at a different time. Well, then this is useless to me, Mom. I can't freaking use right, the damn thing. Exactly. <laughs> what, do you expect me to blow in a consistent stream of air at the other end of the tube? Oh, I was so annoyed by that back then, but yeah, this stuff, that, uh... it's not bad. It's cheap. Airbrush compressor kit, 89 bucks. Where are the airbrushes? Uh, airbrush cleaning bottle. Anyway, cheap. You can get the, cheap, cheap, you can cheap. Get the cleaning uh, kits for like five bucks. Yeah. I kind of like that $10 airbrush holder even because I can use that for a lot of holding a lot of different things that are not airbrushes. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I need to go. I still have never been foot in a Harbor Freight. I need to go. Oh, man. I know. The I don't know why. The smell is Prepare. great. Yeah. Such a good smell. We have one here. I don't know why I haven't gone in, but. I just need to go in. It'll be like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Next time Kim drags me to Zim's or some kind of nightmare craft store that I don't yeah. want to be in, where it's a lot of foam foam shapes and bullshit, <laughs> I'm going to tell her, all right, when we're done here, when we're done at Robert's, it's over yeah. to the Harbor Freight with you. It's over to Actually, Harbor Freight. <laughs> yeah, I bought a couple sawhorses at Harbor Freight for probably, I think, the pair for 15 bucks. And uh, got home, opened the hatchback, took the uh, sawhorses out, leaned them up against the side of my car. And as I was closing the hatch, they fell over and shattered into eight pieces. <laughs> Damn. That was, that was like, That's the Harbor Freight uh, guarantee right there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Guaranteed to make it home. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, well, this is really, it's really yeah. cool, dude. Tooling your own tools. Seems like a new yeah, theme yeah. over well, there for you. Great. Yeah. You're not gonna find a hammer like this at a at a Harbor Freight. I used figured maple for the handle, so it's very I, that pretty. Was gorgeous. That handle is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it, you, just thinking about it, it's kind of funny you bring this up because I am making something that I'm going to use as a tool for something else, um, and designing it on the 3D printer. Uh, so I'm totally. You know, this is a good time to to talk about it. So it's Absolutely, not something I can yeah. talk about because it's going to be in uh, in Vegas. But um, uh, we're going to see we're going to see you and Britt there in Vegas. Oh, Don't wouldn't that be nice? It'd be so nice. We saw you know, you, funny you should mention that. That's in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. I should I should make it out to that. I don't know if Britt will make <gasps> it out, but um, I'm here right now, having not done any work or ordered any hotels <laughs> or flights, go, telling you that I'm <laughs> I'll be there if you're somehow there. We would, yeah. of course, celebrate that and enjoy the hell out of your company. Oh, awesome. my God, yes. Awesome. But no sure. pressure. We don't really want fun. you to feel any undue pressure. But if you did, we'd, we'd all be thrilled out of our minds. So it's awesome. up to you. 
Yeah. Cool. yeah. It's entirely right. up to you. All right, you've convinced me. I'll go. All right, yeah. he's in Vegas. Yeah, 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 you hear that, everybody? Sweet. Uh, Bill? Fred, I need to order flights. <laughs> <laughs> Get some killer deals out there. Um, you uh, always bring a little extra bonus linky thing today. Do you have one today? I, I do, yeah. So another restoration video I've been watching. You guys are talking about going to sleep at, at night. Watch sure. some restoration videos right before bed. That'll help out. This one is a Singer sewing machine restoration, and it looks like they pulled it out of a swamp. It looks like it's in really bad shape. But they, they wow. this is Natra restoration. I haven't watched them before. This is a new one for me. And they do a bang up job on this sewing machine. It oh my incredible. gosh, look at that thing. <laughs> that thing is horrendous. They get it out <laughs> yeah. of the Titanic or something? My gosh. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, totally does. Wow. That's amazing. It's more rust than sewing machine. Don't show this to my my daughter Carter would lose her mind. She would love this because she loves old sewing machines, even though she'll never mm-hmm. use them probably. Although that's not true. So I was thinking of you the other day. Her and her two friends, her best friends from high school, they stayed close and go out and they hang out all the time, mostly watching anime and drawing, and they're all artists and stuff like that. Anyway, they're going to London Comic Con in September, I think it is. Oh, cool. Um, and they're right now in the middle of like deciding all the cosplay stuff ideas they've got and they're buying parts and pieces and doing some sewing and all of that and I thought of you while they were getting ready. Oh awesome. Yeah. And I know quite a few people in the in the London based cosplay scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good group of people. I've been to London Super Comic Con before and it was really fun. They're very excited about it so we'll see how <clears throat> things go this fall. Alright go check that out. That is Natural restoration, like natural but shortened. I like it. Natural. Oh man, they really went nuts on this thing. Yeah. And uh, link uh, to the video on uh, quicktms.li for those of you who do not listen live. There you go. Uh, go find your own junky thing in the garage and restore it, everybody. That's what we're saying. Uh, Bill, it's always good to talk to you. And the idea of seeing you in Vegas, well, my heart skipped a beat. Yeah. Uh, uh, we hope that happens. If it doesn't, it's, you know, sure. again, no pressure from us. Uh, it's uh, Bill Duran, everybody. You can find him at PunishProps.com or the Punish Props YouTube channel. I, re- I, re- I suspect you'll probably bookmark both because you'll love the content. Uh, he's also Chinbeard on Twitter while it lasts. Bill, have a fantastic week. You betcha. See, See ya. ya. Bye. See ya. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm admiring this. These people, these restoration people, I don't think I have the, I don't have what it takes. I don't think I have. No, what I don't takes. either. I mean, if I did that as the only thing I did and did YouTube content for that, okay, that I could learn to do that and, and deal with it. But um, it, uh, um, it, it's not something that I could fit into my current <laughs> bandwidth for no, sure. No, yeah, chance. I can't add. This is no add-on to my schedule. No, I'd love way. to, but yeah, no, not a chance. Not happening. I'll tell you what is happening, though. This right here is happening. Science! Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. That's right. Bob is hungry, and he's hungry for a little bit of science discussion here on TMS on Tuesday. It's Bobby Frankenberger joins us for his science segment each and every week. Bobby, welcome back. Thank you for having me. You, uh, If it wasn't for this show, I would be in a, a mindless zombie state. Uh, building, trying to to make blue research cubes <laughs> in Dyson Sphere program. Oh, it's the, it's, it's the red ones I struggle with. Those are the ones I really get goofed up on. My I have I have the worst spaghetti. I don't even want to show yeah, well, you, Bobby, what I've done because it's so bad in that game. <laughs> well, you know what happens with me and why I don't get past those types of things is that I I get 
I like I'm like oh I could have done that like every step of the way it's I could have done that whole thing better and then I just start a new game you're not wrong <laughs> I do the same thing in fact I started fresh probably four times and then somebody said to me hey by the way if you just scrap everything you'll keep all your research and just start over with you know just delete everything mm. but you don't lose yeah. any of your research and then you can immediately start making the better belts the better intakes all yeah. that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so I started doing that but it's still kind of a problem of like I love where this is going. I love where this is going. I look at my back out and look at it and go, well, shit, there's like 20 things I'd rather do if I was to start this over. And so what do I do? I start it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's I so could, good. I can talk about it all day with even the little bit that I've been in. So, but um, but most of your listeners probably have never played that game, so they would probably turn this podcast off. Probably. Uh, he's, he's speaking of Dyson Sphere program. If you haven't seen it, it's a PC game, 20 bucks. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the it's depth, very the, good. Yeah, the the de- <laughs> what I love about it is the depth is insane, and like your whole your where you ultimately need to go is putting a literal Dyson sphere around a star. Yeah, but you're not joke. You weren't joking last time we talked about this on this show when you told me you. Yeah, eventually you're supposed to be system solar system wide construction building yeah. from like this whole planet is a factory to make this thing and yep. but you start as just like one little robot guy yeah and you <laughs> cut down a few trees a couple stones and yeah. some weeds and you're expected to go from there and it's, it does that really crazy. deftly like a lot of these games i don't like them i think the initial starting game is a little rough for a lot of these they're not very welcoming in the early parts this game yeah. is the opposite of that it feels great immediately and uh, you just keep growing and growing and growing, changing your mind, scrapping it, starting over. Uh, Tally in our chat has got some amazing shit on her planets. It makes me sick. Really? Yeah. She, cool. She's really good. Uh, well, Bobby, it's good to have you here. We're going to read a little thing to you that I got in the uh, the old text box um, yeah. that yep. came for you. And I'm going to read that first. Hello, TMS, says this listener. By the way, they wrote uh, sent this in to 801-471-0462. Use it on the frequent says, question for Bobby on the topic of flying. On Mythbusters, one episode, they showed that a person with no prior training or experience could be given instruction over the radio to land a plane safely in an emergency situation. Now that you've been trained yourself, would you confirm this is a realistic notion? Jack the Knife. So obviously it's an extreme notion, right? You're like, yeah. they're going to crash. Uh the pilots passed out, whatever. Somebody in the back has been asked to come up. And the most experience he's had is he built model planes in high school. We're going to talk him down with the radio. Do you think it's even possible now that you've seen enough of your training? Now that you've done it yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming that the situation here, like the emergency is just that that there's no one to fly the plane, but the plane right. is okay. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, the, the captain and the uh, the, the first uh, the, the, the co-pilot have uh, drank the coffee. They're unconscious on the floor of the cockpit. Right. Somebody, somebody poisoned their coffee. So it's basically right. the, 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 it's the, it's the theme of airplane <laughs> movie, very, movie yeah, airplane, exactly. except even Airport, less training. Yeah. Cause in airplane, he was, he had plane, he was from the war. He right. was fought in Vietnam or whatever. He was a pilot and had to fight his, you know, PTSD to get the plane down or whatever. Hilarious PSD, PTSD back in the eighties. <laughs> um, but that, but yeah, like the concept still remains. If somebody, if I was on a small plane, everybody else was incapacitated and I needed to land that thing. Could I do it? So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, think about this and talk about it from two angles. First is thinking about it as you are you are actually aviating the plane by hand. So like what I do, right? Um, and though safely is a word I think that would mean you know 
like you can get it on the ground without everyone in it dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So the plane may be destroyed be in the process. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. People might be injured. The plane might not be flyable again afterwards. But safely means that that most, hopefully, all people live, survive the the landing. And I th- I think that's totally true. Like if somebody was in, like if I had, you know, one of you in the plane with me, and then it, I, you know suddenly went unconscious could you land the plane if if on the radio somebody told you what to do yeah you could and um it it might not be pretty and i mean i'm certain it wouldn't be pretty because it's it's not it's not easy to do um and you have to know a lot about how the control like if you've never flown a plane and then now you're being asked to bring a plane down to the ground it's it's going to be hard and you might make a mistake and you need, it's going to have to be very carefully done. They're going to probably send you out way out from the airport and have you try to come in straight and, and they're going to be talking to you the whole time and all this kind of stuff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Maximize so all your, all your options. But, and so you, this is not a situation you want to be in. Nobody's comfortable with this right. backup plan. Right. Like, right. And, 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 and a lot could go wrong, especially because there's, there's, the the closer you get to the ground, the more you have what's called the more turbulence you experience. It's called mechanical turbulence, and um, it's it's not mechanical because it has to do with the mechanics of the plane. What it means is like the air is mechanically moving around things on the ground, um, moving through and around and over trees, buildings, stuff like that, in a way that's not just like smooth laminar airflow. Um, so so as you come into a landing you just it takes a lot of practice to be prepared for that um the plane might suddenly you know jerk to the left a little bit and you just have to be prepared for that and know how to what to do but if you're not and you don't know what you're doing you might over correct mm. or what they call over control the plane which could cause it to stall or go into a worse situation right mm. um so it's not an ideal situation but I never saw this episode of Mythbusters, so I don't know what the specifics of that situation were. But if but if you're talking about an airliner, like a like an Airbus, you know, um, or some some big jetliner with a you know a hundred passengers on it, um, you I would say you're gonna it's gonna be very difficult for someone to hand fly that plane um, mm. because the controls like. It's there are a lot harder. It's my understanding. I've never done it before, um, but it's my understanding that you're like like slowing down and speeding up the plane by by pitching the nose up and down is you, you're pulling and pushing a lot more, and everything's much slower to change um, configuration and stuff like that. But having said that, there are a lot of autopilot systems that can do most if not all the work of landing the plane for you oh that's true um, <clears throat> the planes of 1977 for airport 77 or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah um they're not the same like the stuff that but even then they had a lot of automation but today it's like tons of it right so you're better if it's a little yeah. cessna or something you're actually that's a way harder process than if it was a commercial airline where all that stuff's built in yeah. and they can walk around a lot of that stuff. Now, depending on the small plane, like my plane does have autopilot in it. I don't remember if it has autopilot enough to actually bring me down on what's called a glide slope to the to the to the runway. I don't think so, but you can like you can fudge it by 
by manually changing altitudes on the on the on the autopilot in the plane that I fly, stuff like that. So you could be even talked through that if mm. you knew how to tell them what type of autopilot you have. But if you're on an airliner, it definitely has autopilot. I, I'm not 100% sure if the autopilot can straight up land the plane, but it can bring you low enough to where you are just having to do the very last part, which mm. is like applying the brakes and, and making sure that the plane touches down with the right way you know and no pressure um, at all for this sort of thing right super easy just breezy <laughs> yeah no pressure at all it's yeah, a, yeah. they just, the the pilots basically sleep through the landing yeah of know? course <laughs> i assume they're always no, asleep up I, I don't want to say it because i think yeah. i think a lot of a lot of airline pilots like like they call them atp pilots um i think they get annoyed when people say that and it's definitely a hard job yeah um but uh but but the talking through uh, i imagine and again, keep in mind, I've never flown one of these planes, um, but I imagine the talking through would just be telling you what buttons and switches to flip, you know, um, so that you could so that you could have it come in properly. You know, I feel like I've never seen a really tall pilot. Have you ever seen like a big six foot four plus hmm. tall pilot? I think I there's. Know. I think there's something uh, yeah, there where it's I like I feel like you rarely see it if you do it all. It's like actors. You see them walking through the airport. And they look tall, but I wonder if it's just because I admire them. I think it's because you admire them. <laughs> I do. I see them and go, oh. And they're always in great shape, you know, all that. But it's just, I'd never see one that's like taller than me, uh, he yeah. or she. And I've also yeah. never been on a plane with a female pilot, which I don't, I, I think that's weird. At least best oh, I know. I, I have, anyway. I have for sure. I definitely haven't. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I've never yeah, I seen. I, I have as well. A yeah. lady pilot. I want to see a lady pilot too, like you guys have gotten to see. You don't fly super often, do you? Not that often. Probably yeah. average, well, once a year. Uh, usually two, three, maybe. Well, two, two at the most. So, yeah, probably an average of one to two times a year. I really don't go well, fly that much. That's that's all right. You Do you look in the cockpit every time you get on? Oh, every time. I do. Every I time. like to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll pass it by. They're like, good morning. And I'm like, hi. And I'm kind of side eye and go, what's going on in there? All right. Yeah. Well, I usually see them, you know, while I'm waiting in the gate, I see them with their little rolly bags going down the jetway. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm usually on the first flight of the day. So, uh, and, probably- and I don't know about the plane, the, the airlines and the planes that you guys fly on, but I know that nine times out of 10, when I get on and off a plane, at least one of the pilots is standing there greeting and, and, Mm-hmm. Most yeah, of the time, saying, yeah. saying you know farewell to the people getting off. Yeah, most of the time they're there. I just feel like I've never I'm trying to think back. I look every time, and I've never seen a female. Well, the the industry definitely is male heavy. Yeah, like a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know why though, but we talked about this before, Brian. Last week we were talking about how I trust lady massagers more. I trust lady doctors more. I trust mm-hmm. lady pilot more. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? That make me weird. I know what you're saying. I don't necessarily trust the the them, but I feel more. I do feel more comfortable around around in the same like like you're talking about. Yeah. I think it's because I think for me, I think it's because I grew up with just my mom as a single parent. So I think I I feel I think there's got to be something to do with that. Something with that, yeah. For me, I think it's because I had a lot of most of my friends in high school were girls. Like it just not girlfriends, but you know, f- friends that were girls, and it, mm-hmm. and I just was around them all the time, and most of the yeah. guys were dicks, <laughs> so I was like, 
<laughs> so I have this, I, and I realize this is just a weird bias I have. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying I, it's just how I always feel. If I saw a female yeah. captain, I'd go, all right, we got this. We got a nice balanced view of the day. She's awesome. Check her out. She's not strutting around like a weird, <laughs> like I have all these built-in things and I don't know where those come from. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, well, Bobby, that's great. Uh, thanks for the flight uh, update on how things could happen if one of us idiots had to land a plane. Now let's throw it over to you for some science you brought with you. What'd you bring? So I did bring one or two things that we could talk about, but I was going to ask you. It was like a week ago you had said you had a you had a a call about us about stars. Um, right. What was and, it? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. What was it? It was a, something about a sun swallowing the earth. You sent it to me and um, oh, yeah, in Discord and uh, right. If you, I like think I don't want to search for it. I have goes... other things I can talk no, about. No, no, no. I have it right here. I don't remember doing this, so I'm glad you brought it up. Um, yeah. Let's pull it up and play it. <laughs> I love that you sent me. So, but if you guys want to know how into, into creating his uh, his assembly lines in this game are going, Bobby actually made this. Uh, what'd you make this in? You graphed it out. It's Draw.io. Like, oh, my Lord. Look at this, Brian. Let me see. Send it to me. Yeah, I'm putting this in our group. You got to see this. So this, and it's a really efficient. <laughs> oh, look at that! Way from mining to storage to smelting to assembling to your your blue matrix lab. Like, look at you, dude. <laughs> see, I need to do something like this for my uh, satisfactory now. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Um, anyway, let's see if I can find it. Was it before that? It was right. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, let me hold on. Sorry, everybody. Give me one second. There it is. Okay, here, I'll play it. Here we go. Hello, Scott and Brian. Uh, my name is Alex. I am a, well, a PhD candidate in particle physics, but I am currently stationed at CERN in uh, Switzerland. But I have a special interest in astronomy and such, and so yesterday's episode got me thinking when you were talking about whether or not, uh, well, the, 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 the movie Sunshine and how they go to the sun, which is dying, to help restart it. Um, sadly, while it makes for a very good movie, it uh, <laughs> doesn't, it, it's not super realistic. So the sun will eventually start dying out when it runs out of hydrogen in its core to burn. And at that point, the sun will start expanding and its gravitational pull on the planets will start to kind of loosen a little bit. And where the, the planet Earth exists will kind of cease to be a Goldilocks zone, and eventually it could either actually get swallowed up by the sun and end in basically a fiery blaze of hell and glory, or uh, maybe it, it escapes that fate. But essentially what will happen is that the Earth will, or the, the Goldilocks zone that surrounds the Earth will cease to exist, and Earth will become a bit more like Venus, which is kind of a barren hellscape. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I understand it's probably a bit weird that I'm calling in saying, you know, well, actually, a very typical scientist of me, but I just felt like I should uh, felt like I should weigh in on that. Thanks. All right, cool. I appreciate that uh, call a lot, and uh, I'm glad Bobby remembered that we needed to play it here. But um, the, uh, the I've never heard of the Goldilocks zone before. Oh no, you haven't? No, that's interesting. No, the, the Goldilocks zone is a zone around a star in which, like, liquid water can exist on a planet like perfect conditions for life right like we yeah we, where potentially yeah. life could have it's it's not um as we know it it should always be said like because we only have one example of life on a planet right so life right. as we know it the goldilocks zone is that zone around a planet where yeah. it could where liquid water could exist and where an atmosphere could maybe form yeah, for for the life we like, you keep saying as we know it. Like, if you go to yeah. Venus, 
we we don't know this yet, but maybe there's some weird life forms that can exist in that harsh atmosphere that we just haven't yep. detected yeah. or seen or know or understand or whatever. Not necessarily aliens camp down there. It's not what I mean, but you know. Well, you know, for for a short time, it was later um, disconfirmed. Uh, but for a sh- for a short time, there were scientists were excited because they thought they detected signs of life in the upper atmosphere of Venus. So, oh. so you know, what did it turn it, out to it, be? It, it, they didn't know what it could be, but you know, speculation was like some sort of bacteria, maybe oh. that was floating around. Yeah, that's that's women come from Venus. It's, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um bacteria is important is what i'm saying it helps your gut uh let's uh so let's go from that where do you uh where do you want to take that call well i thought the caller's totally right and also by the way uh, this person works at cern in switzerland that's amazing by the way so that's how cool is that right i know um yeah Uh, but um the uh i just thought it was totally right what what he was saying i just thought it's interesting to talk about why it is that the sun would engulf the space where earth is and and importantly i like how specific he was that it's not necessarily that it will engulf earth that's a question mark um but it it could easily engulf the space where earth exists right now Hmm. because as the sun gets bigger and this maybe is counterintuitive but as the sun gets will get bigger it will have less mass and so because it has less mass it has less gravitational um you know influence on the things in the soul. so so the orbit of Earth would theoretically go out, get get larger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why is really fascinating. So the way the sun works is that it fuses hydrogen atoms. Well, stars fuse elements, and it it always starts with hydrogen. Fuses el- hydrogen into helium, right? Because of the pressures are so great in the core of the sun, but the core of the sun is very small compared to the overall size of the sun. Mm-hmm. That's where the fusion is happening is in the core because deep inside the center of the sun, the gravitational forces are very high. And so that high, all those hydrogen atoms in there are getting smashed together, forced together at such a great uh, pressure and temperature that they're able to fuse and form new elements like helium. Right. Now, the, the thing is, the gravity of the sun is, or a star is so great that all of these elements should get pushed all the way down into that small area, or at least a smaller area than you see the size of a star. Stars are very, very big, um, but the reason a star is the size that it is because all that fusion that happens, yes, it's pushing down pressure down into the core, but the fusion creates a massive amount of energy that also pushes out from the core. Mm. So it creates an equilibrium state that puffs the star out to its size that it is. Okay. Um, now, as fuel, as hydrogen keeps getting burned, it will the the fusion energy, the energy of all that fusion, will eventually start to die out. Um, there will not be eventually. There will not be enough hydrogen to to create fusion pressure that will hold it hold all that stuff out okay how many millions billions of years are we talking from now i actually don't know the numbers but you are talking about the order of billions okay (laughs) Uh, we're good Um, then we got this we're fine yeah yeah. no no problem no problem this is all just uh i mean my consciousness is going to be downloaded into a machine before i die so 
potentially I will be around for it, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, your your consciousness will be being used to help uh, power the logic of the Dyson sphere that we build around. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good. Oh, thank goodness. Excellent. Yeah. We'll be pumping little uh, little red cubes out of Brian is what we'll be doing. Yeah. Right. Be great. Yes. Exactly. Good. Yeah. So what happens is the fuel, the hydrogen fuel runs out. And that means there, like I said, that means there's no fusion happening. So, so there's no pressure pushing all that material out. So what happens is all that material that's getting pushed out is now able to collapse into the sun. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. But now that more stuff is collapsing into the sun, now you have more things. Eventually lots of stuff will start collapsing in and you'll have enough stuff again to start creating more pressure and more stuff will get start fusing and then what ends up happening is after all the hydrogen is is done helium starts to fuse and when helium fuses it actually creates more energy than when hydrogen fuses so again this is way in the future when this will start to happen helium will start to fuse into things like carbon and oxygen but the energy that's produced from that is much higher than the energy that's produced from hydrogen so as you can imagine, since the energy is higher, that means the outward force is greater, and that's what causes the red giant to happen. Why? That's why the sun puffs will puff up into a much larger size, because once helium starts fusing, it'll push all the material on outside of the core out at a greater force. So it's like it's like you're blowing when you blow a balloon up and you put blow harder into it. It'll make it larger. So, will these things will this happen? Um, what is the best case scenario for like the speed at which the unlivability happens? In other words, can can let's say there's a the uh, millions and billions of years from now, mankind has figured out a way to live in perfect peace with one another, and we're all doing great, and just renewable energy left and right, and we're all just awesome, right? And yeah. then the sun starts to take you know a, a dive. None of this is. Immediate. I see what you're saying. When when the sun runs out of hydrogen, how long do we have? Yeah. What's what is it an immediate experience? Is it like suddenly life is snuffed out all in one breath, or is it a, a long process of oh, it's getting colder and colder and colder, and then eventually everyone it's, dies? It's not immediate, but it's much faster than you might imagine. Mm. Um, I'm talking about the in the order of years, mm. um, and because. From what I've read, once the, the the sun will run out of hydrogen in phases, okay? So all the hydrogen that's around the core, the core is fusing a bunch of hydrogen. A lot of fusion is happening in this relatively small core, right? Right. But there's still a layer of hydrogen outside the core that is not close enough to the core to be burning, to be fusing. Okay. So what happens first is that core runs out of hydrogen, and then... And then it collapses enough for that outer layer to get pushed into the core. And then it continues to fuse more hydrogen. Um, and that actually happens a few times before before all the hydrogen runs out. And from, from what I've read, I think it takes like a year or so. It'll take like a year or two uh, for each of those layers to then burn off. Okay. So after that happens a few times, so if after a few years... Um, all the hydrogen after the initial depletion of the core, it'll take a few more years for the rest of the hydrogen to get burned out, and then, um, and then it'll all be helium, and then that puffing out I think happens pretty quickly, um, but I don't have numbers on 
on how how quickly that happens. I'm That's sure. interesting because this, the movie Sunshine, which is the you know what started all this conversation. Um, that's how they do it. It's an over a few years kind of thing where it's like much yeah. colder this year, much colder that year. The light is, is basically a slow dimming of, of, of the sun as a heat source where things get ridiculous is going to launch a nuke into it to restart it. But yeah, uh, but that's their well, idea is that it's going to take, you know, it's going to happen over time. And to be a little bit with a little bit more detail, each, each of those phases where the, the core collapses and then more hydrogen gets burned. I believe that each time that happens, the sun will get a, the volume of the sun will get a little bit bigger mm. because each of those shells that is outside the core actually has more volume than the, than the initial core did. So, um, and that's just geometry, like the, the, the layer outside the core just ends up having more volume just because of math. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Math. And, uh, and so I think it gets a little bit bigger each time, but not like a ton bigger. Mm. But all through this process, you know, mass is being burned from the sun. So slowly over time, the sun will lose mass and, and have less gravity. But the sun is cooler when it puffs into a red giant. The temperature of the sun is cooler in that outer atmosphere. It's cooler than it was when it was what the, than it is right now. But it we can't withstand cooler. that, though, right? Because it's going to mess up all the, well, the, the Goldilocks zone, as you called it. It's going to get all, well, as the I guess the caller called it, it's going to get all left up, it, whether whether it's cooler or not. Yeah, hotter. I mean, when I say it's cooler, we're still talking about like <laughs> like thousands of degrees Fahrenheit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, the, the, the sun, the surface of the sun, the, the outer atmosphere, I guess you could call it, of the sun is like 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit, I think. So, um you know, you could be half that temperature and still, you know, still burn your pizza, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, nobody wants burnt pizza. No, gosh Although no. I do like it a little crispy, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I leave mine in for a little bit longer than the direction. Same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when they do it at a place, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it when my crust is, is a little, not burnt. I just but don't just... want any soggy crust. You know, I've got a lot of toppings on there, a lot of moisture. Mm -hmm. I don't want oh, a yeah. soggy crust. Yeah. No What's soggy crust. What's your favorite crust? pizza topping? Oh my gosh. Mine? Yeah. Yeah. Not Scott's. Uh, I don't care about Scott's. Yeah, he doesn't give a <laughs> shit about mine. Uh, honestly, I like uh, barbecue sauce, chicken, cilantro, red onion, and bacon. That's that's a tasty sounding pizza. That that's sounds a all right. Freaking amazing pizza. Yeah, that sounds really good. I, uh, I'm I going. Make, I'm I all can mushrooms. Make that at uh, what you call it? What's that place? Oh, uh, uh, Mod. You could do that at Mod. Mod Pizza. Oh, I can yeah. make that at Mod. Yeah. I think it's called the. Begins with a T, and it's not the Tristan. There's another one that that yeah that that is that. Um, I that always they make a, my own, but that's that's easy if I can just click a button. It is one of their, or part of it is one of their their ready mades. I had cilantro and red onion. Um, okay, yeah. Their menu says it's called the not the Mad Dog. That's what I always have. Uh, Tristan. It is the Tristan. It is the Tristan. Hilarious. Okay, uh, Tristan. Must have been why you tried it? T R I S T A N. Uh, mozzarella yeah. is Asiago, uh, roasted red peppers, mushrooms, and pesto. That's not the one though. No, that's not anything like what I just described. <laughs> no, I mean it's called the it's called the Tristan. Uh, yeah, no, I, I knew there was the one called the Tristan. Oh, the I... Caspian. The Caspian. <laughs> Caspian. Caspian, that's it. The yeah, Caspian. mozzarella, gorgonzola, barbecue chicken, barbecue sauce, sliced red onions. Yeah, and that then I add good. cilantro and uh, bacon to that. I do the. Uh, I'll do anything. Just cover it in cover it in mushrooms. I don't care what it is. Just want mushrooms. 
My 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 six year old loves mushrooms. So oh, I'm well, a, she's seven now. Oh, don't tell. Oh her my gosh, dude. Yeah, I'm with your seven year old. Mushrooms are the best. I love them. Can put them on yeah. anything. Yep. I had a burger the other day. Yeah. You make it's kind of like this. You make your own. Well, they give you the burger, and then you go and just do all your toppings. And I just load yep. it up on a big stack of sautéed mushrooms. It's mm-hmm. good to have one person in the family because none of none of the rest of us like mushrooms. You, it's good to have one person who likes them. It's like having you got to have one person in your in your household that likes black licorice. You mm. Know? Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you never like that, that person. person. Yeah. Ooh, Brian, I should bring. I have some that I need to get rid of. I hate it. Oh, great! It's not. It's not that salted monkey garbage. <laughs> no, <it>? not that. <laughs> okay. Remember that. the listener sent us that salted monkey black licorice and is like, oh, this is horrendous. That was the worst thing I. I'm trying to think of all the stuff we've t- tasted on air, not counting Nerdtacular's yeah. freaking rancid soda oh, yogurt. The yogurt soda, right? Um, I think that that black licorice might be the worst thing I ever ate on air. <laughs> it was one of them, sure. Yeah. Obviously, it's got to be whatever made me go, oh, you know, yeah. like the, the, the yogurt or the uh, thick and liquid. The thick but, and liquid, yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw some of that at the hospital the other day. Was going, uh, we had to go there for reasons. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But we saw they had a whole tray. Of thickened liquids oh. that were going around yep. to different rooms, and I thought of you. You know, thank you yeah. for thinking of me for that. Well, you know, I know how much you like a nice oozy uh, orange listen, juice. Uh, you know, listen, a milkshake is the only thickened liquid that I that I <laughs> am all, here, all here. in favor of. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, all right, well, this is very fascinating, and uh, if you would like to know more about our son or many other topics of scientific interest, you'll find them at All Around Science. Bobby, what's the latest over there? Well, on All Around Science, we just recorded a bunch of episodes yesterday, actually, because we're getting ready for Viva TMS Vegas. I'm not going to yeah. be there, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. have to have to get stuff done ahead of time. But the episode that came out, uh, the episode that came out yesterday, was about. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's about uh, oh domestication. Uh, we were talking about. There's a news I, a story that just recently came out that some scientists have uh, figured out that it's very possible that elephants, modern day elephants, were not domesticated by humans. In fact, they domesticated themselves. What? Um, which is pretty fascinating. I had no idea that self domestication was even a thing until I read that. So <laughs> I I dug deep into it and talked all about it. On our episode yesterday, so so to give you some context, humans have actually self-domesticated, and also bonobos are a monkey that is self-domesticated. Oh, I love a good bonobo. Elephants also. Bonobos are the ones that get ripped, right? They're all like muscular as hell. Bonobos are the ones that are real chill and love to have sex. Oh, they're the whoop 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 whoop. They're the that's those with the whoop the way they they make their sound, right? Hold on, I got maybe. I don't. I don't. I'm not. No, they look like they look like chimpanzees. They're the like the. Are they yeah, the buff they're ones? often compared to chimpanzees all the time. Oh. Whenever you're talking about how they are different than other. Oh yeah, other here animals. we go. Yeah, the male. Some of the males are just ripped. Like, look at this guy. Hmm. It's oh. funny though because they don't fight. They're they're famously like like very calm and and don't and get along very well and everything. So I think it's because they part of it is that one of those newer uh, Planet of the Apes movies they had a bonobo in there that was just a badass, and I think it just stuck with me. All right, because he was cool. He was the one with no hair. I don't remember his name. The movies are great. <laughs> I've been a little tempted to rewatch all of those recent three ones because I really like those. Was that Mark Wahlberg? No, that was uh... <laughs> the one with no hair. No, the one. Oh, the one with no hair. Yeah. <laughs> The, the jacked one with no hair. Yeah, he's the he's like. Woo, woo. I, think, I think I saw a chimpanzee. <laughs> I think I saw a bonobo. Yeah. 
Uh, well, Bill, uh, say hello to you, Bonobo, for me. It's always a pleasure to hang and talk and all that. Uh, we'll have one more of these together before we see you in Vegas. Are you excited? You, you, I am super excited about Vegas. You just called me uh, Bill again, which will, I did. If Bill does come. If Bill Shit. comes to Vegas, that's going to be really confusing. Why do I oh, keep no. doing that? Why do We're I keep have to get name doing tags that? for you two? I know we are. <laughs> why? Why is Bill and Bobby so effed in my head? I don't understand it. I got to no, figure this out. I'm going in for help. I got to get real help on the Bill and Bobby split, you know? Yeah. That's right. I'll just keep calling you on it every time until you stop. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I hope you have a great <laughs> week and that uh, all things science come your way. Oops, I did not mean to do that. Shit. Hold on one second. <laughs> I just closed the entire thing. What I meant to just do was kick Bobby out of the call, but instead I kicked everybody out of the call. There we go. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yes. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Let's get rid of him there. All right. Uh, that was stupid. All right. Command Q when I should end Command W. I, I was going to say, you do know how that happened. I can guess how that happened. That's exactly. Because <laughs> I was stuck the channel with Bobby still. Exactly like, what hey, Bobby, was you and me still. Oops. Um, all right. That's it for that. Let's get out of here on a on a quick uh, uh, This is an email or a text. I think it might be a text. This is from Nikki. Not sure it's our Nikki. Maybe. Hmm. Might be. Well, she's got, she spells her name like Dr. Nikki. Yeah, this might be her. If it is, that's even better. Nikki Ackermans. It seems like something she would write in about. But anyway. Totally does. Says, yeah. hi guys, in case you were wondering, AI generated images of animals also have creepy fingers. Someone gave a scientific talk at my university about mice and I was impressed at how they had managed to get such precise and well-lit images of their mice doing experiments until I noticed they all had nine fingers on each hand. <laughs> Bro the no-yo, Nikki. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's a telltale sign. Uh, Patrick this morning put up some picture of, um, I don't know what it was, somebody performing on a stage, Japanese oh. performer or something, yeah. and they were beautiful images, really nicely colored and lit, and you, I could tell immediately they were, they were AI, but they were nice. They looked nice. Hmm. But mm-hmm. then you zoom in, one of her hands is backwards, this hand's got two thumbs for some reason, she had a her hair, which was supposed to be wispy, was like creating a beard, so her beard was going down. Oh her chin. God, weird. Okay, it's like you yeah. just as much as those things keep improving. Yeah, there's still, there's pretty still easy some to telltale spot. signs that slip in every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, and I would share it if I remembered it, but there's a link somewhere. A group of researchers decided that hey, instead of using our AI tools to make a bunch of stuff, we're going to use ours to be a way to detect things that are AI generated, whether it's text images or whatever. I wish I remember the name of it, but it was very cool. You can run an image or a block of text through their system and it will tell you with a percentage chance. Real or fake. Uh-huh. Real or fake. So it'd be like 99% sure this is AI and it will even tell you what tool they think it was made it in because these tools have these signature things and it was, it was great. Really? That, made, that actually oh, wow. made me really happy because it just felt like there hasn't been a lot of equilibrium to this yeah, massive yeah. Uh, explosion, this gold rush on AI. And mm-hmm. it's nice to see somebody say, hey, what if we had a way to like, you know, make sure that that definitely wasn't Trump being tackled by cops in that picture. <laughs> or that wasn't, you know, the Pope uh, in his stupid rapper coat or whatever, which is the one that fooled everybody. Anyway, I'll try to find it and share it. I don't know where I saw that. Um, okay. That's it for that. Thanks for that uh, message. We appreciate it. Tonight, you can catch me and John Jagger uh, continue our playthrough. Part three, in fact, of our Resident Evil 4 remake playthrough. That'll be tonight on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash frogpants, or later on YouTube. Uh, So that series continues and will continue until we're done with it. So uh, check that out each and every Tuesday night from 3 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon, Mountain Time. 
Uh, Brian, you got anything coming up or going out today or anything? Uh, no, there will be a soundography going up this week. Um, I can't remember who it is, but uh, it'll be a good one. Might be, I don't know if we've posted the Shania episode yet or if we haven't, but that could be could be Shania. Shania um, nope, looks like we have posted. Oh, the, the. One of my favorite bands from the uh, the '90s, '80s, late '80s uh, and '90s, and today, a uh, band called The The Horrible SEO, great band. Yeah, I agree. Shania Twain having a moment here. I guess she's having some comeback stuff she going has, on. Yeah, she had a brand new album that came out that was really, really good. She's dropped that horrible mutt husband of hers. Well, she did that a while back, but yeah, um, that's yeah. good. Get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, and she looks Who great. Who cheats Look on her. Shania Twain? Honestly. Yep. And she looks great. She does. She looks lovely at her She's... age. And her singing, she still sounds amazing. I feel like a woman. That's her, right? That's her. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> that and that don't impress me much and, and that sort of thing. Anyway. Yeah, there it is. All right. Check it out. Soundography wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for today. Yeah. Go support us at patreon.com slash TMS. And if you're looking for links to all our other uh, tomfoolery, you'll find it at frogpants.com slash TMS. Hey, Brian, play music, yes, please. Sir. I will do that. Jim from Northern California wrote in and said, hi, birthday and suit. Jim from Northern California here. On Wednesday, tomorrow, April 12th, I'll be turning the uninteresting age of 56. Oh, I'm taking the day off of work and going for a bike ride and maybe see a movie if something interesting is out. Uh, I'm requesting a cover of or by Authority Zero. I'd never heard of this band until Mr. Coverville played one of their songs on TMS. Really enjoyed the song, so I went and listened to their whole discography on Amazon Music, and I really like their music. Uh, Scott, play a random sound clip here. All right, well, first you get this. Let's party! How do you not get that, right? Yeah, that's a requirement, sure. And then here's, here's I don't know what this is. Smoke weed every day. There's your random. It's nice, your random. that's a good random one. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed, Jim. Uh, P.S. You should come out to San Francisco next January for F, uh, SF Sketchfest. Have some live shows, meetups. I'll be retired and happy to help. So Sketchfest Sketch is like a... What is that like? Uh, like comedy sketch type thing? It's for uh, it's a thing where things are kind of sus. You show there. Oh, it's a little sketch. Oh, it's a little sketch sketchy. Fest. Oh, I see. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what is no, a comedy? I, I'm assuming it's a drawing. Uh, oh, it is. It is a comedy festival. It's a comedy I festival. Was a, I thought it'd be it art too. Art it sounded thing. like art. Plus, they have a whole thing about Bill Plimpton on the top. But, oh, I love Bill Plimpton. But I think what they're saying is he's just part yeah. of this. Huh. That's it's cool. A comedy deal. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Comedy deals. All right, anyway. Uh, so, Authority Zero. Happy to play another song by Authority Zero. This is one I have not played before from their album Andiamo from 2004. Here's their cover of Wall of Voodoo's Mexican Radio. Touch of a world that is older I hit the switch and check the number I leave it on and then I slumber I hear the rhythm ringing through it Flamenco guitar and cumbia music I hear the talking of the DJ Let's have a listen, what does he say? I'm on a Mexican radio 
in ice cold Kahuama. I take requests on the telephone. And I'm on a wavelength. I feel the hot wind on my shoulder. I dial it in from south of the border. I hear the talking of the DJ. They try to figure out what does he say. I'm on a like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. I see you're drinking 1%. Is that because you think you're fat? Oh, man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.